In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! We all know that gratitude is gold. But does being thankful translate to better finances? On the show today, we'll talk about the essence of Thanksgiving and how it might affect your money. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome into the Get Ready for the Future show. Scott Inman is off today. Janet Walker is uh, has abandoned ship, obviously, and <laughs> Teresa has uh, stepped into her position, and uh, we're glad for that. And Troy Johnson is joining us. Teresa from our Conway office and Troy from our Bryant office. Guys, uh, obviously, if you're listening on Facebook Live today, uh, it's almost Thanksgiving. If you're catching us on the radio, we recorded this before the holiday, so we hope you had a great holiday. Uh, Teresa, you don't look too nerved up as being the the uh, matriarch of, of your flock and, and being prepared for Thanksgiving. What, what do we owe this calm demeanor? This is faking it till you feel it. That's ah. what's going on today. Um, I actually am in charge of the turkey for the first time ever, so... Oh, wow. It might be awesome or it might be really funny. One of the two. That we'll should see. be interesting. And of course, Troy just shows up to eat. And so he's just kind of like right. waiting on the day. I can do that. And since <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Thanksgiving, before we jump into the important stuff, let's go around real fast and get favorite Thanksgiving foods. I'm going to go with green bean casserole. Me too. I love green bean casserole. Oh, guys, why do y'all mm-hmm. want something healthy? Like John doesn't that? eat it's anything green. Have you seen how that stuff's made? It's yeah, not healthy. Uh, well, hey, look, I am a, I'm a, dressing and cranberry sauce combination you have to put the cranberry sauce on the dressing mix it up together and then you have this goo that tastes really good so that sounds nothing sounds more appetizing than goo (laughs) that's right so uh, let's jump into the show before we get ourselves in in trouble today today is all about gratitude and how it can have an impact on your money on your life on your well-being and uh, as we said your pocketbook so Mm -hmm. gratitude is one of those things that that a lot of people talk about and a lot of us know that we ought to have it but it's not necessarily all that easy to come by these days, especially with all the stuff we got going on with uh, COVID-19 and, and you know, the pandemic and the election year and all of this type of thing. I think we probably ought to start, guys, with talking about uh, some of the things we actually do have uh, uh, to be grateful for, all of the things that are going on right now. I'm very grateful that the stock market has recovered from where we were in February and March because I, frankly, was not very happy with that at all. Yeah, certainly was a, a bit of a gut check for some. Thankfully, uh, you know, we were positioned a little uh, in preparation for that with our clients. But in general, I think this year has given people an opportunity to be more focused on their positives within their lives. And I hope people have taken that opportunity seriously. In my household, I'm constantly reminding my kids, your worst day is better than someone else's best day. So that attitude and perspective is extremely important. And I think it leads to better decision making, which is kind of what we're getting into today. But, you know, for me, a slower pace from not having, you know, six kids going to different sports meant we got more family time this year. So that was one of the big things for us at home. Troy? Yeah, in a year like this, you know, it's easy to focus on the negatives. um, But it's it's good to focus on what you're thankful for. And if you're in a position where even if you're not the wealthiest person out there, if you're able to be comfortable in a year like 2020, that's something mm-hmm. to really be thankful for. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Teresa, your uh, comment earlier today, uh, earlier just a second ago, that of your worst day is probably better than somebody's best day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of along the same lines of my thought process about this. Uh, my kids will tell you that I would tell them regularly when they were growing up, hey, at least you're not, you know, waking up and going out and trying to scratch through the ground to find something to eat. You know, mm-hmm. that's that is how a vast majority of our our world actually lives and we we sometimes lose sight of that because we don't have the latest greatest thing or anything of that nature and so when you think about this whole idea of gratitude I think you have to have a little bit of perspective on it and some of the statistics that are out there are really surprising let me share one with you at least 54% of Americans say they spent a hundred dollars or more on 
impulse purchases. Mm -hmm. And that's probably in the last two weeks. (laughs) I can say during the quarantine period, Amazon Prime and I had a really, really close relationship and um, our budget showed it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not the only one. I know there's others out there. Um, And there were several things that I bought and then later went, what was I thinking? Because normally I don't do that. Um, So, you know, all of us have more wiggle room than we like to think we do. I loved reading this quote. There was a, a UC Davis professor of psychology who said, gratitude has one of the strongest links to mental health and satisfaction with life of any personality trait, more so than optimism, hope, or compassion. Grateful people experience higher levels of positive emotions, such as joy, enthusiasm, love, happiness, optimism, and gratitude as a discipline protects us from the destructive impulses of envy, resentment, greed, and bitterness. If if you think about, you know, something I talk to my kids about, when you have a negative thought, you can't just focus on something positive and it go away. You actually have to replace that thought. So if your thought is, I can't do X, then you have to focus on I can do Y though. And that'll get me to X eventually. You've got to focus on the things you can control to build that positiveness in your life. Troy, we're all about some delayed gratification around here at Gen Wealth because it, we know that that delayed gratification, uh, and, and I mean that instant feeling of being gratified by by your investments or your money, that delayed gratification often works in your favor, but that's sometimes very hard to come by. Yeah, it is. And you you pointed out the statistic on the you know the impulse purchase. Right. Delayed gratification is kind of the opposite of that. It's saying, okay, instead of doing that hundred dollar purchase, I'm going to save a hundred dollars a month in my Roth when I'm 25 years old or whatever the right. case may be. So that delayed gratification is going to come down the road, but it's going to make you a lot happier than that hundred dollar impulse purchase will now. There's another statistic I want to share with you uh, that is uh, directly related to what Troy's saying. Those who demonstrated higher feelings of gratitude are more likely to choose to receive $80 in 30 days than choosing to receive $54 instantly. Now, 30 days is not that long to put off something, and, and obviously that's not the type of delayed gratification that we're talking about, but I think delayed gratification is essential if you're going to have long-term results in your investment program. Well, and if you think of your day-to-day spending habits too, that can be powerful. If you can delay, <clears throat> excuse me, delay purchasing something long enough to have the cash for it, then you're going to be better off even a year from now. You know, sometimes we rush to make decisions based on emotion and almost always emotional decisions are going to lead you awry. So if you can learn to delay your gratification in small things to make sure you have the cash instead of credit, that can add up over a lifetime. So there's an interesting one for you. You know, we're all in pursuit of, of bigger and better and higher and all of that type of thing. And, and nowhere is that more evident than in our paycheck. Obviously, a lot of people do a lot of things to try to get a little bit more money on their paycheck every month. But research shows that after reaching an income of $75,000 a year, emotional well-being did not improve when the income improved. And I think that's an interesting thing as we kind of examine our world that we live in, that you're not going to be any more happy if you make $100,000 a year than if you make $75,000 a year. You'll just have more stuff. You'll pay more taxes Mm -hmm. and, and all of that. But at the end of the day, money does not equate to happiness. Yeah, John, I've heard that statistic before. And I think like you just said, that that proves right there that money is not going to make you happier. We talk about all the time that money is simply, if you have a lot of it, it's just going to make you more of who you already are, whether mm-hmm. that's a good person or, or a bad person. Money is not going to is not going to improve your happiness in itself. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. And, and that statistic bears that out. So how can you be mindful with your money, cultivate greatness, uh, gratefulness and make financial decisions better because of it? Well, we'll get into all of that during the show today. We also want to remind you that we've got a great workshop coming up. Uh, We're going to be telling you about that just a little bit later in the show. It is a workshop called Destination Retirement. And if you're on your way to retirement, you'll want to be plugged into this virtual workshop. It's an online workshop that we're doing for folks who are getting ready to retire in 2020 or 2021. And you'll uh, hear more about that as the show continues. This is the Thanksgiving edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. We're back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across central Arkansas, there is a Genwealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Genwealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Welcome into the fastest four minutes in investing. John Shrewsbury and Troy Johnson in on this holiday weekend. Troy, I don't know if you felt this way or not, but when these COVID-19 cases started picking up, I just had this kind of sinking feeling and I went, here we go again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's got that feeling and we we don't know what's on the horizon. Is there going to be more lockdowns You know, nationwide? We've heard that uh, Governor Hutchison has said he does not plan on locking down schools or businesses, um, but I guess that could change. Yeah, and that uh, necessarily uh, has anything to do with the the country as a whole. And uh, there is a lot of concern because Europe is going through some lockdowns. They are locking down some things in Southern California and in New York, a couple of places like that. But as we can see on the chart that we have on the screen, uh, the cases have gotten worse. We are seeing an uptick in deaths. We are seeing a significant uptick in cases. Now, some of this may be related to more testing that is going on. But clearly, I think just from empirical evidence that I've seen, more people that I know have come in contact with this virus. I was talking about that the other day, you know, back after March and the several months after that, I remember sitting around going, you know, this looks like it's crazy on the news, but I don't know anybody that's gotten this yet. Yes. And that's definitely changed. now. Yeah, that has changed. So the U.S. economy right now looks to be in a little bit better shape than it was back in the spring when we had these lockdowns. Of course, we saw the market fall 35 percent as the cases are ramping up. And as the the deaths are ramping up, this is some concern uh, on the market. And and our friends at LPL Research are expressing some concern about this. And and really, I think one of the things that this does uh, put a big spotlight on is how fast can a vaccine get out? Yeah, that's the good. That's the good news. We have had some pretty positive news on the vaccine. I think that's uh, obviously caused the market to go up as of recent And if we can get that vaccine out, I think that will save us from some big downturns in the market potentially in the future. Obviously, the increase in COVID-19 cases is going to keep people uh, very, very precautious. But one of the things that that, uh, I think we've got to keep an eye on through the holiday period is what kind of effect does this have on the market? Even without new lockdowns, it appears that that consumer behavior has already begun to react to the rise in cases. And that does present a little bit of a risk to economic activity for us. As we think about it, we've seen restaurant uh, uh, reservations actually begin to drop as a result of the uptick in cases. But Troy, I think it's curious that the S&P 500 acts like that none of this is going on right now. Yeah. And again, I think that goes back to the news that we've had um, on the vaccines from the two major companies uh, up to date. So I think that's really keeping the market going at this point. If you think about uh, how the market reacted early on, we've not seen that reaction. And there is uh, much more of a familiarity to this. We know that the virus is not as deadly on a per capita basis as it was early on. We've seen that the instances of deaths uh, as a result of coronavirus uh, actually go down on a case-by-case basis. But there is still that threat out there. What's going to be interesting to watch is through the holiday period, as we move toward that vaccine actually rolling out into the public. Uh, How far ahead of ourselves do we get as far as the market is concerned and what have you? And Troy, I think we've got to be mindful that the market is is a forward-looking situation and they are relying on that vaccine. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a little experience with this now, too. We've seen that businesses can operate virtually. And I think maybe that's another reason why this, you know, we're not seeing the downturn that we were seeing back in March. We're always going to be mindful of this and all the other things that could affect the economy and the markets as it affects your portfolio. Stay with us here on the Fastest 4 Minutes in Investing. We'll keep you up to date as we have developments come forth. That is the Fastest 4 for this weekend. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Only three things you can count on in life death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. 
Back with more after this break. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Speaking of gratitude, as our show is uh, focusing on today, we wanted to take just a couple of minutes to express our gratitude to the readers of Arkansas Money and Politics and our clients for voting us one of the three top investment firms in Arkansas, according to their best of 2020. And guys, I, I think that, that we're all in agreement that anytime we get recognized as either the best financial planning firm or the best woman on business, because I do have female business business partners. And, uh, you know, we are just profoundly grateful for uh, any acknowledgement like that that comes down the pike. Absolutely. I think it's such a testament to um, our clients and to our team that we were able to secure that. I think it's awesome. And did they include Troy in that? I was not sure. I think I was in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not directly. (laughs) I wasn't either. I'm just going to absorb that as part of the team. Well, it's (laughs) it's part of uh, who we are at GenWealth. And and obviously, uh, you have made that possible. You are listeners on the Get Ready for the Future show. If you're a client of ours, we thank you for that. If you're a reader of Arkansas Money and Politics uh, and uh, approve of that that way we we uh, are blessed with that uh, outpouring of of uh, I guess a thumbs up to us and and a lot of gratitude goes from Gen wealth out to you as a result of that in life and with your money patience is a virtue and gratitude can help with that. Obviously, if you are thinking about uh, something that that you really want to try to accomplish and are thankful for just having the the tools to actually get that done, you know, you might not have that million dollar account when uh, that you are looking for when you retire. But the fact that you've got some money to put aside in your IRA or your 401k plan, that's the gratitude that we're talking about that you actually have the capability of, of moving forward in that. And nowhere is patience a virtue like it is in investing. Certainly is. You know, one of the things we use to help people understand the why, because I think in general, if you understand the why and the why is big enough, how works itself out. Um, You know, when we're going in and we're talking to small business owners about investing, one of the first things we'll do is we'll, we'll hold up a dollar and we'll say, who in this room has a dollar that could give me a dollar? And if you give me a dollar, I'll hand you my dollar and you get two. Because that's what an employer matches. For every dollar you're putting in, they're matching that. One of the ways that we talk about that patience in investing, though, is we use a story we call the cow story. So I'm going to illustrate a little bit of it. This is a much more condensed version than you get in the room, but just kind of bear with me here. Um, when she you're, stole my whiteboard, Troy. I did. I stole his whiteboard. Um, so when you are investing in your employer plan or your IRA, there's one thing that you can't control, and that's the market. The market is a roller coaster. It's always been one. It's going to keep being one. But what you can control is being consistent. So if you were to become a cow farmer and your goal was to fill your field, this being your field, I'm a really good drawer, um, and you had $100 a month to go buy your cattle with, the one thing you wouldn't be able to control is what those cattle cost. So every month you're going to go and take your $100 and buy them at whatever that works out to be, okay? And if the first month you went and they're $10 a piece, you'd walk away with 10. If the next month you walked away or went with $100 and they were $5 a piece, you'd walk away with 20. The next month, let's say it dropped even more and you were able to get 50 because they were $2 a piece. So again, you can't control that part, but you can control being consistent. Now at this point, CNN's telling you the cow market is in the tank, run, hide, get your money out of the cow market. But if you don't, and if you just stay at it, and it just recovered back up to where it started within the next two months, that consistency pays. This is what they call a flat market. And everybody says, you can't make money in a flat market. You absolutely can if you just stay at it. Because at this point, we would have 110 cows worth $10 a piece, which equals $1,100 worth of cows. And we would have spent $500 total. There you go. So essentially, essentially what's happened here is when the market was going down, if you're someone that's accumulating and Mm -hmm. you're wanting to buy shares or in this example, you're buying cows, then you're actually able to buy more shares when the market takes a dip, which is kind of counterintuitive to what most people think about whenever they see the market going down. Mm -hmm. You know, they worry about the price of their portfolio has taken a dip, but they tend to forget 
that they're buying at that point. They're buying exactly. those shares at a cheaper uh, price per share. Yeah, I think back to what we went through in uh, February and March of this year, and we were saying we weren't really thankful about the market at that particular point in time, but we actually should have been thankful because obviously the market was at a lower price at that particular point in time, about 35% lower than it was back in January, and people had an opportunity to add to their portfolio at mm-hmm. a lower price, and then obviously we've had the great recovery that we've had in the market since the bottom of the market about March 30th and the market continues to go up and and that is the uh, that is a great uh, microcosm, if you will, of the cow story. Troy, when I think about gratitude, uh, when it relates to your finances, it's not only what you have, but it also can be what you don't have. And that is if you've been diligent at getting rid of debt, that can be a real plus for you. Yeah. You know, I, I would say anyone out there that's debt free is, is they have to be thankful to be debt free. Mm-hmm. And people that have debt would be thankful to not have it. Um, one way that you get to that point is by having an emergency fund established. Mm-hmm. And if you've got, for example, three to six months worth of your living expenses saved, you know, we're talking about delayed gratification. It doesn't feel good to save that money every month to get to that point. But what happens when your refrigerator goes out? Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, you just go buy a refrigerator with cash. You don't finance it through whatever company. And that is going to give you more gratification than, obviously, if you had to put swipe the card. And that's again, goes back to the why has to be big enough. If you know what's on the other side of it, then getting rid of that debt becomes more important. The why is bigger. You can delay some of those other things that you do maybe out of habit that could help you meet your long-term goals. If you can focus on those and not the what I want right now. And honestly, this applies to every other part of your life. Um, learning how to focus on what you want more than what you want in this exact moment. Let's go back to the cow story for just a second. I do mm-hmm. want to point out just for our friends of the compliance department that uh, dollar cost averaging does not assure a profit or negate a loss. And you have to stay with dollar cost averaging mm-hmm. in order for it to work out for you. It's not something you can go, well, dang, it's all the way down now and I tap out, I quit, I can't do that. So it is a it is something that you have to be mindful of how the system works, mm-hmm. but it does work in a, in a especially in a volatile market. Now, that being said, let's go back to what Teresa talked about earlier, and she kind of just quickly brushed over this, but uh, that whole idea of getting the company match, that type of thing is something that even a lot of people in this day and time are not saving the money that they could save into their 401k plan or simple program or whatever you through their employer, and they are actually losing money because they're not capturing that company match. So if you, you know, we were talking about things to be grateful for in 2020, if you have an employer plan that has a match, that's something to be grateful for because the, the statistics say you're going to be better off by utilizing that if you do nothing else. Now, it's probably not going to be everything. But again, if I walked up to you and said, if you can find $20 and give it to me, I'll hand you 40, you would find $20. Yeah, it would make it happen. It it clearly is one of those uh, motivational things. And Part of the the uh, issue with the the company match thing is that it it does require delayed gratification. You see it on your statement, but you don't really have that money in your hand. And I think that is really the discipline, Troy, that that the average person has got to learn so they become an extraordinary investor because that's really what it takes. Yeah, and if you'll just start, especially if you'll start early, you'll never miss that money. In Teresa's mm-hmm. example of if you give me twenty dollars and I'll hand you back forty, that's a hundred percent return on your money. And if you've got an employer that matches you dollar for dollar up to some certain percentage, you're actually getting a hundred percent return on your money before it even gets invested. Mm -hmm. You know, then it goes into the 401k or the simple or whatever type of account you have. And then it has a chance to grow from there. You know, earlier, guys, I mentioned that million dollar uh, uh, imaginary account that you'd love to have when you get ready to retire. What does it really take uh, to to do a million dollar account, to build a million dollar account? Well, it really kind of depends, I think, on when you start saving. So let's let's walk through this. If you started at age 25, you have to contribute $500 a month in order to reach your your uh, your goal of having a million dollars. Now, obviously, that's uh, measurably easier if your employer's kicking in 250 and you're mm-hmm. kicking in 250, you're already there. At 30, 
it takes $750 a month to reach your goal. And at 35, it takes $1,100 a month to reach your goal. But if you don't ever stop and, and, and take a look at that, if you don't ever go through the planning process, number one, you don't know how to get there. And secondly, you don't know what resources that you have available to make that happen. And you also don't know if a million needs to be your goal. Everybody is unique. So you need to know what your specific number needs to be for your specific income needs. Or this is kind of just a a process of throwing money at the wall and hoping it sticks. So it's certainly important to get that plan in place. And, you know, putting together that comprehensive plan just gives you your why. Again, you're going to be retired at some point, I hope. And I hope, unlike some people out there, you're not going to be relying purely on Social Security because that's going to be tough. So if you want more than that, which you deserve, then you've got to get that plan in place. And this shows the importance of starting as soon as you can start, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, a a 25-year-old and a 35-year-old, that 35-year-old has to put in over double what Mm -hmm. the 25-year-old, they're only 10 years apart. He has to put in double what the 25-year-old does just to get to the same point when they reach retirement age. And Troy, I think it it really doing a financial plan and and actually having a plan on paper on purpose really allows you to have the opportunity to make logical, reasonable, Mm -hmm. rational decisions as opposed to emotional decisions of what you're doing with your money. Right. And it tells you, you know, what you need to be doing to get to where you want to go. And Teresa, like you pointed out, a million dollars might not be your number. Let's get a plan together and figure out how much do I need to be doing to get to my goal. And I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, the the generation ahead of us had access to pensions. We're not likely going to. We're going to need more assets to retire comfortably than the generation ahead of us. So make sure you're on track. Guys, one of the things that we offer here at GenWealth is a ton of education. And we've got a great educational event coming up on December 3rd at 7 p.m. It is called Destination Retirement. These are the seven important steps that you have to know to pursue your retirement dream. And it really does step through some of the very basic fundamental things that if you're going to retire, let's say in the next five to 10 years, you want to be focused on these seven steps. If you miss these seven steps, then you probably are not going to have as great a retirement as you possibly could. So you definitely want to plug in on this webinar that we've got coming up on December 3rd. You can go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events to register for that webinar. It is called Destination Retirement, the seven important steps that you need to know to get you across the finish line at retirement. We're back on the Get Ready for the Future show as we continue to explore the dynamics of gratitude as it relates to your money. Back in a moment. Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash radio. We'll be right back. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on GetReadyForTheFuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready for the Future show is back. We are talking gratitude and how delayed gratification can help you as far as your finances are concerned. And uh, we hope that uh, you have either uh, anticipate having a great Thanksgiving if you're watching us on Facebook Live or if you're listening on the radio. We hope your holiday was was wonderful. And we're going to explore a little bit, uh, not so much as it relates to dollars and cents, but more so how you make those dollars and cents when it comes to gratitude, guys. And gratitude can have a positive effect on our careers and and which we know always leads to financial gain. Mm-hmm. And I know we said that you weren't really a whole lot happier if you made $75,000 a year versus $100,000 a year, but that extra $25,000 uh, could land into uh, your retirement account and make you a whole lot more happier at retirement. But in order to have a great career where you can have very good uh, in- income from your from your work, Gratitude is an essential part of that. So one study that we looked at um, said when a boss of a fundraising call center, so think about, you know, this career, these people sit on the phone all day asking for donations. When he expressed gratitude to his employees for their effort, the amount of calls made by these employees jumped more than 50% the following week. So when they felt appreciated, that mattered and it made them even more motivated to really excel in their position. So if you're a leader, that says that it matters for you to go to your people that you value and say, hey, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. 
Yeah, and, and a further study uh, showed that those who helped someone and then received an expression of gratitude were more likely to help again in the future. I know that's true for me. If if someone is in need of help and I help them and they kind of go, eh, you know, uh, no big deal or whatever, then I'm probably not all that, uh, you know, open to helping that person again. But just a small expression of gratitude goes a long way. And I think that there is a, a lot of truth to the uh, to the story, Troy, that uh, oftentimes the act of kindness that you do for someone actually does more for you than it does for the person that you're helping. That's right. You think about the person in the drive-thru line that that pays for the person's meal behind them. That's a great gesture for the Mm -hmm. person behind them. But I guarantee you that puts that person, the one that paid for the meals, you know, they're in a good mood all day because they know they did something to benefit somebody else. Mm -hmm. And if you stop and think about it, guys, when we are sitting here in the middle of a pandemic, we've got a lot to be thankful for if you still have a job to go to. Now, Mm -hmm. you may have been in a situation where maybe your hours got cut or maybe your pay got reduced because your business has been negatively impacted by COVID-19 and all the fallout around that. But, you know, the key here is to not wallow in what you don't don't have, but to be thankful for what you do have. And I think that if your job allows you the opportunity just to keep getting a paycheck so you can put food on the table in this day and time, you're way more fortunate than a lot of people out there. And that's a key is understanding and looking for the good in whatever situation you're in. Another thing, you know, if your job allows you to grow and you have opportunities to expand your knowledge base, That's a great position to be in. But even if it doesn't, let's say you have a a miserable job. I know those are out there. I know, you know, it works from the top down. So maybe you have a boss or a coworker that's not the best. Your attitude still has an impact. And choosing to have a positive attitude in that situation is only going to help you grow over time. Yeah, Yeah. clearly there. I'm sorry, Troy, go ahead. I was going to throw out there that another thing to be thankful for, especially in 2020, is there's a lot of employers that have, have cut or reduced how much they're matching in their 401k. Mm-hmm. So another one, if you, if you've got a job that is still matching you in that 401k, even through the pandemic, another thing to be thankful for. You know, and I think also uh, it, this is a time of year that you really do need the perspective on the job that you have. It may not be the most desirable job uh, that, that you could ever want, but it is a, a means to an end, and it is giving you the opportunity to feed your family and things of that nature. But it also gives you the opportunity to think about, okay, what do I need to do to not necessarily look for another job that could pay me more, but what can I do to improve myself right here? It's the old thing of, of grow where your feet are planted. And I think that, you know, my path here at Gen Wealth is a good picture of that. I came on the team as a bookkeeper. I had been a bookkeeper for almost two decades at that point, and I didn't necessarily have the desire to become an advisor. I only had the desire to become more useful to my team. So when an opportunity was needed for someone to start helping John with planning, I said, I can learn how to plan. And I did. And I found that I loved it. If I hadn't been willing to even learn it or had the right attitude to to contribute, I wouldn't have learned that. And that's what led to me finding my passion in planning and helping our clients, which is ultimately why I'm in this seat. So I'd encourage you to always be looking for the opportunity wherever you happen to be to be excellent, because even if it's not with the same employer, every skill set you learn is only going to position you better for the next opportunity, whether it's with them or with someone else. Yeah. And on top of that, if you work hard for the employer that you're at now, even if it's not your dream job, it can help you with a reference or something along Mm -hmm. those lines down the road to get towards your dream job. Guys, I think there are lots of opportunities that people may just miss because they really are not in the right mindset. I wanted to share a story from from a book that we actually went through this book with our team on a weekly basis. For a number of weeks, we went through uh, the book called QBQ, Question Behind the Question. Uh, And QBQ basically told a story about uh, the guy that, that wrote the book sitting down at a busy restaurant for a quick meal and he ordered a Diet Coke to drink. The only problem, the, the restaurant didn't serve Diet Coke. So he ordered water instead, and the waiter brought the food and water as ordered to his table. Next thing the author knew, his server was delivering a cold bottle of Diet Coke to his table. The author asked, where did it come from? 
And the server admitted that uh, he went to the convenience store around the corner and the server said, you know, it was just a dollar and it really didn't take much time. I sent my manager over to get it while I was getting your food ready. Now, this was simply just a gesture of, of kindness on the part of the server to basically fulfill the wishes of his customer, of his uh, of the person that was sitting at his table. So it, it really didn't take an awful lot of time. And the manager actually, the manager paid for it out of his pocket, I think. Uh, but, but essentially what you have here is somebody saying, hey, look, it was just a dollar. It's not that big a deal, but it actually left a huge impression on the author. And sometimes when you think about uh, what you can do to make somebody's day better, to make somebody's experience better in the, in the role that you're playing, little things like that mean a tremendous amount. And I can think of two separate people on our team who are on our team because they made an impression with either you or Janet. Yes. And because of that impression, when we had an opening at some point in the future, that person came to your mind and you went, we're going to go recruit them. Yes. You never know who you're coming in contact with and the future impact that might have. I was one of Janet's students in high school. If I had not been an excellent student in high school and when I ran into her, you know, golly, it's been seven or eight years now, um, she wouldn't have stopped and wanted to talk to me and certainly wouldn't have wanted to hire me. So having that positive attitude really does pay off in dividends long term for you if you can keep your hustle going a little a little gesture can be life-changing and troy it's easy to get sucked into the moment if you will and be in a situation where you're really not thinking about doing that yeah definitely um another takeaway from this story that you just told us there john is you know the dollar amount was not the big deal in that That's story right. it was it was a dollar and we're, we're we're coming up on you know holiday season you don't have to go out and spend a thousand dollars on somebody to show them how much you care about them. You know, mm-hmm. this was this was a dollar in this situation, but that dollar was multiplied, and that person received all the gratitude that they that they needed. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a single high dollar gift that I got that I feel was super impactful, but I can think of some handmade items that I've gotten or even just like thank you notes. I keep them all. I don't know about you guys, but I keep those because when I'm having a rough day, those are what help me remotivate and refocus and remember why whatever it was I was doing matters. And I think people want to know they matter. I think they want to know that what they do matters to you. So those people that you think, oh, I really appreciate that they did that. Write them a note. Take the time to tell them because they may need that today. And it may be just what they get to get them through whatever's in front of them. Yeah, I have to admit to you that if you go and pull open my desk drawer right now in my office, there are a number of notes in there that I've gotten from our team. And, and you're right, Teresa, I will go and actually when I'm having a rough day, I'll actually go and pull that out. You know, when when, you know, I have convinced myself that I ter- terribly suck at something, then I will go and, and pull one of those things out. And it really does take me out of that frame of mind and in to a much more positive frame of mind. And I think that that having that bent of gratitude, if you go out and do those types of things for other people, that actually does come around and, and boomerang and actually mm-hmm. comes back to you in a real big way. And I think it's mindset. When you appreciate others, you're going to also appreciate what you have. And, and I don't know why it works that way. It just does. And so I've, that's why I'm constantly encouraging my kids When you think of something you're thankful for, make sure to say something because people don't know if you don't tell them. Again, if you're a leader, don't assume that your team knows that you appreciate them. Even if you buy them things, give them things, it's words that truly matter and actions that matter. So take the time to really focus and and tell them what specifically you're thankful to that person about. We're always thankful for any time uh, any of our listeners or viewers uh, let us know what they think about things here at GenWealth. And one of the ways that they do that is actually showing up for some of our educational events. And we've got a great one coming up in the not too distant future. And I know Thanksgiving and, and holiday stuff is all, you know, uh, full of uh, y- your head is full of all of those types of things going on. But you definitely want to take a little bit of time. This is at seven o'clock on December 3rd. 
we're going to be talking about destination retirement. These are the seven steps, the seven building blocks of a very good retirement plan for yourself. It's the seven essentials that we look at here at GenWealth when we are building someone's uh, ready-to-retire process. And so we're going to go through each one of these on that Tuesday night, December 3rd, 7 o'clock. It is absolutely free. It is online, so you don't have to get out and, and, and you know, dodge the, the COVID thing or anything of that nature. You don't have to show up someplace and wear a mask. You can do this from the comfort of your own home with your laptop computer, uh, just sitting there watching the presentation. Now, you do need to register for this presentation. It is uh, easy to register. All you have to do is go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events to register, and uh, then you're all set to go for destination retirement. This is a special webinar coming up, especially if you are planning to retire in the next, let's say, four or five years. You definitely need to be focused on these seven characteristics of a great retirement. We're going to tell those to you on destination retirement coming up on December 3rd, 7 o'clock. Go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events to register for that event. We're talking gratitude and making gratitude part of your overall financial plan. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. I always love to point out that following Gen Wealth on social media has its uh, advantages and its positives. And Holly Cunningham found that out this past week. Of course, last week on the show, we uh, were in the process of giving away a, a holiday gift packet. Uh, had lots of little items in it and a $25 gift card and that type of thing. And Holly Cunningham is our winner. So be sure to like us on social media, follow us on uh, your Facebook page, whatever the case may be, whatever social media, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook that you uh, that you use, be sure to check in with us here at GenWealth Financial Advisors. There, You never know when we're going to uh, pull a rabbit out of the hat and just start giving it away. Guys, I want to really uh, begin to talk a little bit about uh, just uh, the, the noble use of your money. You know, uh, we all have heard Dave Ramsey say before that the ultimate in his baby steps is to, to bless others and give money and that type of thing, being in a position where all of your finances are taken care of, and now you have the liberty to be able to do that. And and really, that ju- doesn't just happen. You're not going to just get a raise, and now you'll be able to, to give money to other people or to bless others. Uh, you really have to be intentional about it, Teresa. I think one of the most interesting things I've figured out over the years is people spend up to what they can afford in their minds, whether it's legitimately what they can afford or not. So making more doesn't necessarily mean you have more at the end of the day. I don't know why we do this to ourselves, but we tend to spend up to what we make consistently. But when you think about planning, what we're trying to do is, is really buy our time back. Right now, you're getting a paycheck to work if you're working. You're trading your time for that paycheck. At some point, at some point, excuse me, whether it's your choice or not, because sometimes it's not, you're going to have to get your time back. So what the planning process does is help you determine how to get that time back and still get a paycheck, which is really important if you want to enjoy your retirement. John, you know, talking about money is uncomfortable to some people, especially talking about accumulating a good amount of money. Right. Um, We're talking about for retirement. So there's Mm -hmm. there's a means to that end. But we've heard that money is the root of all evil. What what do you say to that? Well, clearly, uh, that is that is a. Uh, mischaracterization, I'll, I'll call it, of, of biblical scripture. Uh, the, the Bible clearly says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And, and in, in reality, the love of anything overboard is, can, can be construed as evil. But as you said, Troy, I think earlier in the show, money will only make you more of what you already are. 
if you're an evil person, it's just going to make you more evil. If you're a, a very grateful person, it's going to make you more grateful. If you're a kind-hearted person, it'll make you even more kind-hearted. And so don't use the excuse that I don't want to accumulate a whole lot of money because uh, money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. And the demonstration that you really don't love money is that you are able to actually give it away. Putting yourself in that position of being uh, fully funding your, your retirement programs, having a fully funded emergency fund, being sure that, that all of your debt is taken care of, and having yourself in a position where you have a bounty, if you will, so you're able to bless others, I think is the ultimate thing that you could do in your finances because it really isn't uh, just like making over $75,000 a year isn't really going to improve your yourself feeling about your well-being. Uh, having over a million dollars in your retirement account is not going to do anything uh, equally uh, for you. I think you've got to understand that you want to be in a position where you can enjoy the wealth that you have by blessing other people. And the truth is plans are not as much about money as they are time. Again, people get hung up on money. I get it because they, they think, oh, if I get to this magic number, it's all going to be good. But many of them, it's, it's more about what do I have to have to get by? I mean, do you really want to just get by in retirement? Is that your goal to get by? Or do you want to have a purpose for your money that meets your, your values? Because that's really what we're trying to do is match your values to a certain amount that is going to allow you to live that life that you value. And that's unique to you. So your plan has to also be unique to you. Troy, I think it's kind of interesting as you as you think about this and go through this. Uh, this is a kind of a complex equation that if you don't get started off on this on the right foot, if you have your priorities in the wrong place in the beginning, it can be very difficult to try to sway your way back into an equation where you can bless other people. Yeah, that's true. And you don't want to get started off on the right foot. That's why we're big plans of no matter what you're doing in your life, just having a coach that can help walk you through whatever process you're going through. You know, if I'm going to go to the gym, I'd like someone to kind of be there to motivate me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and should probably go to the gym too. You could have some, well, yeah, you got to start by going. You could certainly have some success just right. by showing up and getting on the machines. But think about the difference it would make to have that trainer helping you decide what to do instead of you going in and just trying to figure it out on your own. That's really all we do. It's we coach people, we give them tools. And once they've got those tools, they're better equipped to make choices. I can, I can tell you that, that my time in the gym when I was really going to the gym was, was good. It was good for me. I'd see mm-hmm. Troy there every once in a while. And, oh, and I, I don't know that we've had the opportunity to go back to the gym. I think the gym is open, but I'm just kind of like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. wait till all this COVID thing gets dies down before I go back. That's probably not very good for my own personal uh, health either. But, but I know that I would just kind of wander from one machine to the next and I'd try this out and I'd try that out. And I was not disciplined in what I was doing. And I really wasn't disciplined and going. I would go mm-hmm. when I had somebody to go with me, or if I had somebody to be accountable to, I would go. But when I had the occasion to lose that accountability factor in there, then everything kind of fell apart. And mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing that people go through with their money. And that's why we exist here at Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is wherever you are in your path, we want to help you to be accountable. And, you know, again, going back to what is the purpose of the plan? Chances are when it comes to spending time, with your loved ones, you're happy to spend all of your time. And that's a good thing. Again, your plan just empowers you. It, if that's important to you, then that's what you need your plan to fulfill. Just like we tell people, you know, some people want to go to Paris, Arkansas. Some people want to go to Paris, France. We got to know what you want to be able to help you get there. So first step is figure out what you want. And we can help you with that. But Troy, you ever been to Paris, be Arkansas? I don't know that I've ever been to Paris, Arkansas. I've been I've been through Paris, Arkansas. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, bet, as close as I've been do, to Paris, do, France. Does that? I was about to say, does that substitute for the trip to Paris, France? Actually, I've been to France. I've just not been to Paris, so I've gotten closer than that. I've heard it's probably not me. Well, that's another <laughs> commentary. But, you know, I think I'll, I'll here's wait. Here's the deal, though. What we're talking about is do you have a plan in place to help you make logical decisions, invest in your future, and implement gratitude for what you do and don't have? 
Because with our ready to retire process, if you don't have that, we can help you cut through that confusion. There's a lot that goes into creating your future plan. So I get that that can be overwhelming to do by yourself. Um, but we'll help you cut through that confusion, create a clear plan to build towards your goals and, and there, your unique future retirement. There's no there's no too early or too late either. Mm-hmm. We, we work with people. We put plans together for people that are just starting out. We put plans for people that have been in retirement for five or 10 years, Mm -hmm. wherever you're at, if you don't already have a written plan, then that's what we're here for. The Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is is indeed a process that we go through with people to help them prepare for retirement. I want to make mention of Destination Retirement one more time Mm -hmm. as uh, we draw closer to that December 3rd date. It's going to sneak up on you before you know it. So go ahead and go right now and register at GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events. Destination Retirement is going to cover the seven steps that are necessary for you to undertake a a great retirement for yourself. There are several things that you've got to think about, like, do I have enough guaranteed income? You know, we want to go into retirement feeling secure Mm -hmm. and having income that is subject to whatever may be going on in the stock market is not necessarily the most secure way to do that. So that's just one of the seven things that we'll cover on Destination Retirement, and that is coming up on December 3rd. It's absolutely free of charge. It's a webinar so you can enjoy it from the comfort of your own home. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events to register for Destination Retirement. And when you do that, you'll have a very clear pro, uh, clear outlook, that is, on what the Ready to Retire process is and how you can actually implement that to make sure you're ready to, to retire, whether that is in six months or six years, you need to be making those steps in order to get there. All right, guys, I think it is. Yep, there it is. It is time for the final thought, Bill. Uh, Let's go over to Troy and get uh, Troy's final thoughts on gratitude and how it relates to your money. Yeah, I would say, you know, gratitude essentially costs you nothing, but the benefits are incredibly valuable. So just as we've all got a little bit of time off around the holidays this year, especially in a year like 2020, you know, we just encourage you, the listeners, to take take a few minutes, think about some things that you're really thankful for, and that have, you know, have been a blessing to you this past year. And I'd like to remind you that, you know, anything worth having typically doesn't come easily or quickly. It takes time. And financial independence is often the product of a series of small choices, just like every other really great thing that you will achieve in your life. There's small choices along the way that lead to that. So just be focused in on what you can do today to move yourself closer to your goal. Guys, I think that uh, all of us love taking a little bit of time off around the holidays and, and that type of thing. But I want to encourage folks that are out there sort of along the lines of what Troy was talking about. You know, uh, they're discouraging big family gatherings uh, mm-hmm. because of COVID-19 this year and what have you. And you've got the time this year because the the time schedules are a little bit more loose. You've got the time this year to actually be able and pull, to pull your information together and engage with us here at GenWealth. We've got advisors that are going to be working through all the holiday periods of time. And we would love to sit down and visit with you about where you're going in your retirement. 2020 is going to be in the rear view mirror in the not too distant future. Thank God. I am so ready for that to happen. I don't, I don't even know what to say. But how will 2021 turn out? And will you be closer to your goals at this time next year than you are right now? You can do that by connecting with us here at GenWealth Financial Advisors. Give us a call at 501-653-7355. That's 501-653-7355. We've got offices across the state of Arkansas and in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for being with us on the show for today. Have a great weekend. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 